Hello, Redeemer King. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Um, for my first time preaching, I have actually managed to steal some of Carl's favourite verses. So, um, yeah, that's Viking Invasion times two, I guess, or take two rather. Um, they are from Philippians chapter four, verses five to nine. Um, we're just going to get stuck in straight away, if that's all right. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have seen, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Um, about seven or eight years ago, I used to work at the uh, Golden Fleece in Chesterfield Town Centre. Um, and if, you, if you've never been in before, it's on three um, levels, basically. So my job involved um, carrying food and drinks, uh, hot and cold, um, up and down stairs all day, basically. And I'd only just become a Christian when I worked there. And... Um, one of my favorite things of those early days was that I would pray all the time. It was like Jesus was my new best mate and I was on the phone to him all the time, basically 24 um, seven. And so every time I would go up and down these stairs at work, I would pray. And it wasn't it wasn't a holy superstition or something like that. It wasn't a case of, oh, if I don't pray, I might drop something or whatever. It was literally just being in constant constant contact with God because I just I loved it I was smitten and the outcome of the prayer wasn't a given and it wasn't really the focus of it either because there were times when I would waddle down the stairs with half a cappuccino in my shoe um but just that constant companionship was something so precious to me um and because I hadn't started doing that thing yet that most of us Christians do sooner or later which is we decide for God what's too small for him to be bothered about. Now you see, verse 6 says, in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. And I think that in every situation is there on purpose, you know. Um, because prayer, not only is it a safe place to, to be, it requires leaning into God Um but also, if you're so if you're so used to praying about the small things, when something bigger comes along, you will be much better positioned to tackle things with prayer. Um, so I just want to encourage you. If you've had a similar progression in your Christian faith um, as I have, then um, I just want to encourage you to get back into praying about the small things as well as the big things. And Verse six also says, um, do not be anxious about anything. When I first came across these verses, I, I struggled a bit with that because um, I thought, well, if it's that easy, we could just 
click our fingers and be rid of the anxiety then, couldn't we? But now that I'm a few years further down the line, I've come to look at it differently. And I've realized that it's not a flippant instruction. It's a blueprint that shows that anxiety isn't what God has intended for us. You see, mental health issues are being brought into light more and more at the minute. And the and the stigma around talking about it is being broken. And I think that's really a good thing. We should talk about it. We should be open and honest about where we are. Um, but I am worried, I guess, that in that process, we've tipped the scales to the point where anxiety and depression is, is something that we that we can't do anything about so we don't try anymore um it's almost like it's become part of who we are like oh hi i'm andrea and i'm anxious or i'm depressed or i'm stressed or i am this that and the other but actually that's not what god's intended for us it's not what he meant for us to to be or to feel like now i know i know and i acknowledge that there are people among us who are who find themselves in circumstances that, that they have very little, if any, control over. Um, and I, as I say, I want to acknowledge that and I understand. But I do think that it's worth seeing if we can just sort of reawaken or, or maybe discover, help you discover for the first time um, that you actually have more power over your mi- mindset um your your life and your circumstances maybe even um than you might realize at times see in um john chapter 5 um verse 6 where jesus he meets a man who's been paralyzed for for 38 years um jesus asks this guy a question do you want to be healed now i personally believe that that question's there and it's still there for us to see today um, because we should stop and take stock sometimes. We should assess our situation and ask ourselves, wh- wh- where am I at? How am I doing? Where am I going wrong? Is there is there anything that I could be doing? And here's the thing, and I think this is important. You can fool me. You can fool your friends and family, more than likely. To a degree, you can probably even fool yourself but you cannot fool Jesus. So if you're, um, for whatever reason, whether it's it might be pride, it might be um, denial. So if you're actually at point A, but you're pretending to be at point B, you're not doing yourself any favours. So when you assess your situation, be honest. And if you find that actually, maybe I've stalled, maybe I've stagnated, maybe I have stopped striving for healing, maybe I've taken God out of my equation, maybe I'm not doing the things that I know would make me feel better. Am I putting in the work I need to do? Am I being honest with myself? Am I so used to being stressed or anxious or down that I've just come to sit down in the midst of it all, hoping or waiting for someone or something to come and sort of bring it to a close somehow? I don't think that's how it's meant to be. I don't think it's how it's meant to work. I think when I find myself in those situations when I need to 
I need to I need to twist my mind around somehow into the right um so that it points in the right direction I guess um verses eight and nine actually I find really helpful it just says think about all of those good things whatever is noble right pure lovely admirable praiseworthy think about such things and then Paul says what we've heard from him or seen in him put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So I think we just, not just, but one of the things that we need to do is turn your mind, make a conscious effort, I guess, to turn your mind to the good things that you know are around you. We all have something to be grateful for. And I think that if you seek God and his influence, his presence in your life and your surroundings, I think you will find him. Now, I'm not saying that there's a, an easy fix or a quick fix. We still can't click our fingers um, and make it all go away, especially not in the midst of a global pandemic, whether we are in lockdown or out of it. Um, and if our, if our circumstances aren't of our own doing, it's difficult. I, I, I understand and I acknowledge that definitely. Um, there are no shortcuts to better mental health, but I truly believe that embarking on a longer journey with Jesus as your captain towards healing, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. So let's look at the, the verses in Philippians together and let's see what they say. They say we should rejoice in the Lord always. So let's look at who he is and what he's done for us, what he's forgiven us for, how patient he is, how faithful and kind he is, how much mercy does he show, how gracious, how loving. And let's rejoice, not just in the fact that he wants anything to do with us at all, but he actually loves us immensely. And he sent his only son to, to die on a cross for us, for our sins, so that we could be given a clean slate and a chance to be in right relationship with God. And if you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus yet, I just want you to know that he is your escape from all of the angst that's around you. He bled and he suffered and he died for us. And that's not just a historical fact. That is the thing that enables us to be in right relationship with God. That is the thing that makes us able to access that peace that trans, um, transcends transcends all understanding. Um, now, you see, the, the ticket's already been paid for. All you have to do is say yes. Um, and even if we don't have all of our ducks in a row and let's be honest most of us don't know how many ducks we have or where they, are, they all are but when we are in right relationship with God we're, we're able to step away from the rat race we can come to him in prayer with thanksgiving in our hearts and the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. See, the thing is, Jesus died for us, but then he rose again and we can rise again too. 
we can take steps to fight our way out of the muck and the mire. And he meets you there. He helps you. He gives you strength. He gives us everything that we need. Um, and some of the steps that we have to take to, to keep going every day, they are really heavy, but they're possible. They are possible and we have to keep trying. Um, and, you know, let's make use of the tools that we've been given as well, um, which will at least make it a more pleasant journey, I think. And so I think we should read our Bibles. And again, I don't say that flippantly. It's got proper soul gold in there. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord himself will fight for you. You need only be still. Second Corinthians 12, verse nine, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Matthew 11, 28, come to me, all who are tired and burdened, and I will give you rest. You'll only find gold if you go digging for it. And then we can read Acts chapter 16 and and see what happens when when we worship. Um, and then we pray lots on our own and with our church family. Um, let's not suffer in silence because we can't expect people to know how we're doing if we don't tell them. And when you're in a church family, you know, that's a safe space safe space it's a safe place to speak up and sometimes talking to someone in addition to prayer will help you unpack your situation and it might help you implement new you know better habits or ways of dealing with things um now if you are one of the lucky people um who don't suffer with any mental health issues then I want to remind you um, that we need you. We need your company. We need your advice. We need your friendship. We need, um, you know, a well-timed text to say, you're doing great, keep going. We need your patience. We need your logic when our, ours um, goes out the window. Um, you know, when every step is a heavy one it's really easy to let your gaze slip downwards so that's where we need you to just be that constant gentle loving nudge I guess to keep us looking up because it's as I say it's really easy to let your gaze slip when when everything is a struggle so you know we all need to listen out for the little whispers that um that come come to mind sometimes when uh, you might just think, oh, well, hang on a minute, I might text Andrea today to see how she's doing. Um, because you might be how God chooses to answer a prayer of a of struggling brother or sister. So if you feel something come to mind, if you feel, hang on a minute, this might be of God, don't, don't drown it out. Just step out in faith and send a text or pick up the phone and give someone a call or whatever. But also, I I am a fan of, of a bit of, of tough love, basically. I think, you know, what it says in, in Proverbs, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. I think there's, um, there's a lot to be said for speaking the truth in love. But verse 5 says, <clears throat> excuse me, let your gentleness be evident to all. So we do need to speak the truth, but we need to speak it in love. 
Um, so to summarise all of that rambling, I uh, I want to read the passage again to see if any of the things that I've already said um, might make more sense in the light of what we've just read. So rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Thanks for tuning in, RK. Take care.